Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You heard it right there, ladies and gentlemen. That could only mean one thing. Oh, yeah, it's time to take you into the Steelers Blitz right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And you might be asking yourself, well, who is that talking? Well, it's Arthur Motes. You know I'm flanked with my man Wesley Euler. One of us got a decade of NFL experience. The other, an exceptionally awesome head of hair. But with that being said, you might be also looking at your calendar and saying, what day of the week is this? Is today Wednesday? Is today, is it a Motos Wednesday? No, no, it is not. It is a Friday. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is accurate. But we also know that it is not a normal Friday. We are on a Friday that is on the hills of the Backyard Brawl. And we happen to share a booth with one of the most passionate, most diehard WVU fans I know. I mean, the man's initials are literally WVU. So, you know he likes to joke about the program. He likes that coach talk. He likes telling the coach, you know, them down south guys, you know. Right now, I might be joined by Coach Ed. Uh, uh, <laughs> might be Coach. I want to go for right now. I'm not sure. <laughs> he has his holes. Oh, talk and talk and talk and talk. He, he been drinking on his tea. <laughs> when I walked in this day, and he could attest to this, as soon as he spoke to me, I just I lost it. There was nothing else that needed to be said. I, I broke down in the middle of the hall. The producer comes. He's like, yo, Moats, are you okay? Is everything all right? I'm like, no, it is not all right. He's like, why are you crying? I can't help it. Have you heard this man speak? And he was like, what do you mean? I said, just listen to him. Wes said one other word. And I was like, oh, my God. I just lost it again. So, yeah, yeah, Co- Coach Oh, you want to talk? You want to let people know what's up, Coach Oh, man? How, how you living today, man? I'm fantastic. <laughs> I appreciate you. Listen, we're going to get through this together, all right? If you think my voice is bad now, you should have heard me at about 7 a.m. this morning. I've been crushing throat coat and tea and, and halls. My wife, literally, my wife this morning was like, you have to text Moats and Brian and tell them you can't do the show this oh, afternoon. Man. And I said, babe, if I do that, everyone's going to think I'm hiding. Oh, yeah. They, they, They're yeah. going to think I'm seeking comfort. I'm, yeah. trying to, I'm trying to dodge bullets. Yes. And if you know anything about me, that ain't me. Yeah. But, but, but I got you. You know I got you, But today, I do man. appreciate I you, you uh, bringing us in here today yeah. because 
Yeah, clearly, if I would have started the show, people would have been like, "Let's go." Who, who Did is they this outsource gentleman? Wes's job to the Bayou? Yes. What happened? Like, 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 I can assure you, this is a full-on gamer. He is in here, and part of the people, you know, obviously, I work with some pit people as well. I had my podcast earlier today, sure, and you know, they were trying to find out, "Hey, man, is Wes all right? We hadn't heard from Wes. Is Wes good?" I can confirm, ladies and gentlemen, especially the carryover crowd. Yes, Wes is fine. I'm looking at him. Outside of his voice, he still looks good. No black well, eyes. Physically. I'm about to say, yeah. Not yeah. Emotionally, emotionally, but physically. Emotionally, he needs a hug, and we'll get to that at some point today. But right now, he is okay. <laughs> right now, he's fine. This is not a solo show today. I know Rod Dollar was worried about that. We was talking about a little earlier today. Like, yo, this could be. We don't know. But my man is here, and he's ready to grow. So I just wanted to let y'all know that, man. Big time salute to him, man. But, um... And thank you. I appreciate you uh, pulling a little more extra weight than you oh, expected no. today. Come on, man. Hey, hey, hey. I'm just glad that you were here. I knew you would be here, but you know how it goes. It's kind of like, is he really going to be here? And when I text you, you was like 90 seconds. I'm like, oh, is it 90 seconds till he arrives? Or is he in here? He's going to come and get the door in 90 seconds. I was just nervous, man. I was nervous. So I, I went ahead and found my own access in. I, I ain't want to play no games, man. I was not trying to mess up, all right? <laughs> but um, for those that don't know, there was a, a pretty big football game last night, man, right here at Akashore Stadium. The first real regular season game to ever be played at Akashore Stadium, man. And I must say, it was it was a sight to be seen, man. That was my first time physically, or not physically, but um, witnessing the backyard brawl from start to finish. Obviously, the lead up to it and everything like that, man. But um, I thought it exceeded expectations from my perspective, man. For that to be my first introduction to it, that's a heck of a rivalry right there. And I'm glad it was at Akashore Stadium, man. And you know, when you talk about just the crowd that was there, I mean, we have obviously a ton of carryover fans. You know, they're still a nation that mm-hmm. are diehard WU Pitt fans. But it was such a dope preview of what is to come for the Steelers as well, man, when they get a chance to get in that stadium, man. But it was also good seeing your Kenny Pickett's pulling up, your James Conner's pulling up, obviously, Steeler legends. Kyler Murray was there yeah, on the sideline. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you talk about that game, though, man, it does have that type of significance, man. So it was pretty dope to see, man. But it was unfortunate the ending for you, obviously. Mm-hmm. But as a fan of the game, man, I thought that it gave us everything we wanted. The back and forth, the theatrics, the special teams, running game, passing game, defense. Had a little JMU action out there as well, man. So, you know, I, 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 I know you're not as happy about the result. But, man, I, I just appreciate your, your side of the party as well in this endeavor. Well, we brought the party, for sure, as my voice indicates. As the largest crowd to ever watch a sporting event in Pittsburgh indicates. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, you know, like last night, as much as I'm gutted by the result, as much as I barely slept last night because I was so ticked off that we somehow, we blew that game. A game that everybody was telling me, ah, oh, it's going to be four or five touchdowns. We'll see how bad Narduzzi wants to beat him. Ah, oh, that place is going to be cleared out. We'll see how many WVU fans are really there by the end of the third quarter when they all leave, when they're down by 30 points. I told everybody it was going to be a one-possession game and that it was going to come down to the wire, and that's exactly what happened. It obviously did not go our, our way. Um, and I'm, you know, um, like I said, I'm gutted about that for sure. But at the same time, uh, it was everything that's great about college football. In, the, in a, you know, a landscape and an era of conference realignment where Texas and Texas A&M don't play mm-hmm. anymore, where Kansas and Missouri don't play anymore. The, the list goes on and on and on, right? USC and UCLA yep. are going to be bolting the, the Pac-12 to play thousands of miles away. WVU plays in a conference where we don't have another team in our t- yeah. same time zone. Mm-hmm. 
it was everything that college sports are supposed to be. Yeah. The passion, the rivalry, all that stuff. And I'll tell you this, you can kind of get sucked in, and you and I, I think, are both guilty at times, that the way that people act and the things that they say in the pulse of social media yeah. is reality. It's not. It's yeah, not because it's not. in the build up to the game and even today on Twitter, mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, WVU fans saying things about what Pitt fans should eat. Yeah. There's a lot of Pitt fans talking about, you know, incest and, right, and you right, guys, you know, yeah. you guys can't get into any good schools, all that. If you were down there on the North Shore yesterday, it was the complete opposite. Yeah. It was probably 80,000, 90,000 people because there were a lot of people who came down just for the party, yeah. more than the 70,000 that were at the game. It was respectful, probably, though. Probably 90,000 people having a blast in great weather, stoked that that game was yeah. back. I did not see one fight. You saw a couple fans, you know, John no, no, and John, but, that's, but that's I did not, I did not see though, a bro. single fight. And that that struck me about halfway through the after, because we got down there at like 1230. Okay. Well, because I know, man, if you weren't down there early. Good luck. The traffic was insane. It was insane. It was insane. It was, yeah. I, I went down at 1230, and yeah, it, it was, was already insane, crazy. Bro. If you were down there in the afternoon, that struck me at one point, just like, Yo. Both of these fan bases right now, they want this so bad. They've been craving this. They're having a good time. Um, we were set up. Our, we had a huge tailgate you know, of, of probably 30, 40 WVU fans. We were set up right next to a huge pit tailgate. Made friends with those guys. Chatted with those guys. Had a good time. Nothing you know, nothing bad. Uh, where we sat was right in the middle of, of pit fans. We, the people in front of us, the people behind us, good people, had good conversation. You know, enjoyed it and everything. Um, so I was... Pleasantly surprised by that. I was expecting some of that social media vitriol mm-hmm. to show up. But like I said, it was other than, you know, just some of the typical like trash talk stuff that happens at every sporting event. Um, it was it was great in that regard. No, like I said, that's good to hear because that isn't something that we could always hang our head on. I mean, no me being a person that has tailgated numerous times in the past couple of years, man. Yeah, the crowds can be a little iffy at times, man, but it was good to hear that both parties were able to be on one accord in that sense, man, because it was some dope football being played out there, man, whether you're talking the quarterbacks, talking running game, receivers, like everything that you might be looking for. The theatrics at the end, defense making a play, you know, regardless of how you make the play, make the play. Like I thought all those things were on display last night, man. It was, like I said, just it felt good for that to be the official welcome back to football. I know we had games last Saturday, but, man, I'm not trying to see Nebraska versus Northwestern, man. That game does not move my needle. Last night felt like the official open to football season, collegially and professionally. Man, that has me so excited about this weekend, Saturday games. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm on the call for GMU on ESPN Plus Saturday know, night, man. I'm Definitely tune it if you haven't. I'm going to be watching. You know, so I'm excited about that. But then I'm also looking forward to next Thursday, the official NFL season kicks off. Then the Steelers game that Sunday. I mean, just across the board, that was what you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, just – the build-up, the game, even afterwards, man. I mean, you getting Narduzzi. He up that thing. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to watch Scott Van Pelt. He's over here. Yeah. Hey, man. Seventy thousand, right? Seventy-four thousand. Y'all said it was gonna be it's gonna be West G fans doing all. That. I'm like, all right, man. I get yeah. it, man. I mean, ESPN totally disrespected yeah, Pitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big by time. giving them Oof. the primetime kickoff game. Come on now. By having college game day there. Come on now. By having a Pitt alumni on the broadcast of the game. I definitely thought that too. Yeah, I was to- like, that, that yeah. Was I mean, Pat Narduzzi's totally right there. Uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of disrespect. I was like, did they really ESPN? put Lewis Riddick on this thing? Give me a break. I said, I said, Lewis is a pro. He's not just an alum. He's a pro. I need to be alumni. careful because my, you know, my my, and, and I don't want to sound like sour grapes, right? Because when you win, you get to tell the story, no, no, and you facts, get to talk, facts. and you get to do what you want. And when you lose, you better just shut up and take it, yeah. right? But my goodness, yeah, there's 
it's pretty clear why I'm not the biggest fan of a certain coach. Well, maybe both, but a certain coach of one of the teams. Like, yeah, ESPN really hates you. That's why they gave you the kickoff game in prime time with college game day and Lewis Riddick on the call. Hey, hey, hey. Give me a break. And it won't like Penn State and Purdue won't go into town either. They had a good little going, good that little was, one going yeah. on over there How about too, the man. Yeah. But no, man, it's across the board. Like, this is what you want to see, though, when it comes to college football, man. Like, I definitely like that right there. No, man. it's the best. Like, I listen, I know I host an NFL show here in yeah. Pittsburgh, is an NFL town. It's one of the NFL towns no, in, this, in this country. But, like, I'm sorry. I know some Steeler fans will disagree with me. Yeah. We'll just agree to disagree. But there's nothing like the passion of college athletics. There's, no, there's, there's just not. Well, because I think the biggest difference, man, we're talking Listen to my voice. I mean, yeah. come on. Like, we're talking college athletics versus professional athletics. Both you have very passionate fan bases. Both, you know, especially here in Pittsburgh. And I think that's the difference. Um, I think here in Pittsburgh, we kind of look at it like, nah, man, this is how it is everywhere. It's not. And it's, that's the difference. In Pittsburgh, we look at our Steelers like how most people look at their collegiate teams. But globally, NFL-wise, people aren't as passionate about their teams as they are in contrast to the college element of it. So that is the biggest reason why, you know, when you say what you say, it makes sense. And why, you know, Steelers fans might respond the way that they respond. And that could make sense as well, man. But as a whole, man, I thought that was a good one for football, man. A good one for just the city. Good, no good one for sports, man. No so, doubt. Salute everybody that was out there last night. Glad everybody of, was safe, man. All the restaurants, yeah. all the hotels, all filled up. It was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good, good day for the city for sure. I keep having to open my eyes and look at you when you talk because, oh, tiger, tiger, tiger. Because this is going on. So I've been having production meetings all week this week with different coaches, obviously for the call. Sure, sure. All of them talk like how you sound it right now, Probably those bro. middle Tennessee coaches, yes, too. Yes, dude. All, all of them. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm over here we like. Do, you know, we won't run the football. We won't I'm, play I'm, clean I'm, on I'm, all I'm three like, sides it, of the ball. Co- let co- special co- teams co- hurt us. Coach, Coach Stocks, is this you, Rick? Is this you? I sound like I'm just talking to you, man. Is this you? sound like you over here, man. Yeah, dude. You know what's hilarious is, uh, do you remember, you know Bruce Weber? You know what I'm talking about, the basketball coach? About, absolutely, down in Tennessee. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was, he was, uh, or sorry. No, not, no, 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 uh, um, um, He's at Kansas State Kansas now. State, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was at Illinois forever. Yes, When yes. they had D. Brown and Deion uh-huh. Williams and went to the National yes. Championship game. He is, like, notorious for he screams his head off during the games. Yeah. And so every time the game's over, if you listen to his press it's conferences, over. he sounds like me right now. Oh, it's, my goodness. What, my wife said that to me this morning, too. She was like, you sound like, what's his name, the Kansas State I'm basketball you, bro, coach. It's that coach talk, bro. You sound like hey, get all that program. That's karma. Program, program, program. Yeah, get your program on. I'm just, yeah, buddy, Mr. Program. <laughs> I'm just thankful that, like, I, you know, I got to make it through this next hour and a half with you. Well, you know, and then I've got some, you know, could you imagine if the Steelers play this weekend and I was supposed to do halftime reports and post-game stuff. And then turn around on Monday and have another show. Were we having a show on Monday? Oh, it's a holiday. Labor Day. But no, no, no. If it wasn't a holiday, that'd be, yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. But no, man. With that being the case, though, man, Uh we did have a ton of Steeler action as well Well, going on roster-wise, man. I figured we might want to talk about it, though, for a lot. I mean, I guess it's us and But last night, the game was pretty crazy, though, bro. I told you that was my first time watching it. 70,000 attendance. That's a record, too, for Pitt. That's That's a record for the city. There's never been a sporting event in Pittsburgh with more people at it. That's crazy, man. I like that, bro. Yeah. Now, you have to think, right? I mean, they they expanded Heinz Field, what, like a year or two before the pandemic. Yeah. Um, oh, you are right. So, you know, yeah, the, it got right. it, like 2018, I think it was. Yeah. They expanded it. So that is important to note. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, you think about it all the days of Three Rivers. Um, that's the largest crowd to that's ever watch crazy. a sporting event in Pittsburgh history last that's night. That's dope, bro. Yeah. That is and that dope. could stand for a while. It'll get broken again at some point, like all yeah. those things do. But that could stand for a while. No, it should, it, man. It really could. But it did just kind of remind me of, though, like the things that I don't like about the movement of the conferences right now because we're not getting those type of games consistently. 
that should be annually, man. Mm-hmm. That's one of those home and home every year we open it up. You're either West Virginia or you're coming to Pitt. Like that's that's what that felt like right there. That was like Baltimore and Steelers. That was that was that was Cleveland and, and, and Cincy. That's that what that felt like. Yeah. Hey, there's you know what seventy miles between the two campuses. Mm-hmm. A lot of crossover. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's again like I said. That's you know it's, it's what college football is yeah. all about. Uh, and hopefully a lot of the big money suits hey now who make the decisions um we're paying attention to that yeah. because yeah it really really seemed really seemed like both of those teams both of their fan bases and and the sports world at, at large was was locked into that last night. Oh, no, 100% they were, man. And it wouldn't be the same if it was WVU versus Iowa State. And it wouldn't I be would the agree. same if it was Pitt versus UCF. I would agree. People would have still been watching, but it wouldn't have been like last night. It would have been over 70,000 yeah. people there. I wonder even if it was Pitt, Penn State would have been like that. Close. Close? I, th- I think, though, just from the, from the uh, non-emotionally invested people, mm-hmm. Pitt, Penn State still, because it's two in-state teams and there's the history there, obviously, yeah. But WVU and, and, and Pitt and the whole backyard brawl, mm-hmm. like that's a that's a, I mean that's a brand. Like no, it the backyard is. The brawl is, is, yeah. is, is a it's brand. It's like the, the the big cocktail or, or um, the, the Iron Bowl. Bowl. Like yep. yeah, it's, it's yep. all in that conversation. So so I think that helps as well too. That the the game name is a brand name because if you're somebody who's a college football fan and you know South Carolina. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, oh yeah, the backyard brawl. Yeah, that was all. You know, that's always a great game. I'm tuning in. Where you know people still do that for Pitt, Penn State. I just I think WVU it might be just a, a half step. Greater. Got you. Yeah. Okay. No, I like that though, man. So shout out to uh, all my WVU and my Pitt people out there. I guess this is when I should, since we're transitioning into the Steelers officially now, I should say hell to Pitt. Yeah, how about Max? I, I feel like I have to do how that, How about right? Max had to sandbag just, me at the end yeah, of the, I mean, I feel I'll like tell I'm you supposed what. to, right? Like, I mean, Mr. Florida Gator and Mr. Duke I mean, giving it to me. That's, sweet that's Caroline. Where you, that might have been where it really went oh, downhill for my voice oh, there, oh. I tell you. <laughs> I mean, who am I kidding? No, it started uh, I'm screaming at 1230 in the afternoon. I'm screaming a Crowley across the tailgate lot. That's where it started. And then it went on to 11. That's the other thing, too. What a long game. Dude, what? It's like four hours Absolutely. and 15 minutes. What are we doing? It's the replays, bro. Shout out to it. It got to the point where literally it was like six plays in a row. They just stopped after everyone. <laughs> now we're going to check this again. Ah, oh, now we're going to review this. Oh, now we're going to call a timeout. Ah, oh, we'll go TV timeout here. I was like, bro, this is getting real choppy all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, one more thing, too. I got stung by uh, by a hornet on the back of the leg. Yesterday Jeez. too, so it was it was listen. It was a rough day for your boy, but I'm still here, baby. God dang, lost your voice. Team got beaten, heartbreaking fashion. Yep, man. And I got stung. Yeah, stung. Yeah, but you're still here. You're Didn't still get kicking, as tan man. as I would like to. I mean, it's all good, bro. But I'm still here. It's all good. Your hair looks amazing. That's all that matters, I mean, man. I'm, I'm here to stick That's my face in the fan. As you, as you, you better and Max believe it. We all, got, we all got something nasty about our jobs. You better know it. All right. So with that being said, though, man, we will continue on. Um. And like I said, man, we will be talking about the Steelers going forward because we know we had most, uh, we had new roster moves, uh, both on the active and on practice squad as well. But of course, if y'all have any thoughts, comments, concerns about that WU pit game back, y'all, bro. Oh, don't worry, they already t- they already tweeted me. Don't worry, go ahead and get them tweets. In I can at take it. Dubody fifty two. Dubody. Oh and gosh. That was saying, don't you oh, do that? Gosh. You better chill. And at yeah, Wesley Euler. Okay. I'm just gonna chill. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So you chill. You, yeah. you you doing a lot of vocal inflections and stuff. That's not what you do on days when your throat is hurting like that. I gotta reach okay? for the halls again here. Yes, yes, yes. But um, quick update though. Um, in terms of what was taking place in Pittsburgh yesterday. 
or actually the past two days. So when we're talking about the big moves from the initial 53-man roster, the big moves were that uh, Calvin Austin and DeMonte Casey, who were both initially on the Steelers' 53-man roster, were moved to injured reserve yesterday. Okay, so that was the first portion. The second portion in terms of active roster movements from the initial 53, we also released Derek Tuska, who was initially on the uh, 53-man roster as the fourth outside linebacker after we traded for Malik Reed um, earlier in the week. So those were the active roster guys that were initially there that were no longer there now. The guys that we brought in to replace them, <clears throat> we claimed Jameer Jones, former outside linebacker for us out of Notre Dame. He obviously spent time with the Rams last year, and he was with the Jaguars this preseason. We claimed him off of waivers once the Jaguars released him. We also brought back Marcus Allen, who has obviously been here for the past couple of years but missed a good amount of time throughout this preseason, man, dealing with the injury. Mm -hmm. He came back along with Trent Scott, another offensive lineman who's been here throughout the preseason and stuff. We brought him back as well to the active roster. So those are the three names that we replaced so we, like I said, moved on from Derek Tuska, um, put Calvin Austin and Demonte Casey on injured reserve. Those are the three spots we opened up. We replaced them with Jameer Jones off of waivers, Marcus Allen, and Trent Scott returning to the 53-man roster. We also have some additions to our practice squad as mm -hmm. well. Okay, So right now, or going into this, we had eight players on the practice squad. So obviously we can go up to 16 <clears throat> and the four that we uh, brought on yesterday, familiar name, Mark Gilbert. We obviously remember him. Um, mm -hmm. Came out, he was with us last preseason, cornerback uh, out of Duke. Uh, the next player that we had brought on to the practice squad was Justin Rigg, tight end, who's playing with uh, Cincinnati this preseason. And then the final player was the uh, linebacker out of Jacksonville, Chappelle Russell as well. And we'll talk about them a lot more in depth, especially, um, you know, once we get I'll talk about the past five guys in that second segment. But to start this thing out, though, man, um, just your initial reactions to a Marcus Allen and a Trent Scott being brought back along with the Jameer Jones. Did you have any hard feelings one way or the other about those guys returning? No, and I think you and I had discussed, you know, we felt like Marcus Allen was one of those guys who would remain in the picture um, despite the initial 53-man roster. Oh, man, my voice is really going south mm -hmm. here, isn't it? It's all good. If you need, I, I, I can take them. Um, it comes and goes. We'll be all right. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, Jameer Jones, nice pickup. I was a little surprised, mm -hmm. uh, you know, them releasing Derek Tuska with that as well, too. You and I talked about how, you know, we like him as a, as a fourth option, as yeah. a special teams guy. He's familiar with the defense. But, you know, this is, again – the the Mike Tomlin adage of leaving no stone unturned. We know that they have not been, you know, satisfied with the edge rusher position depth, right? So behind T.J. Watt, behind Alex Highsmith, and so for that reason, I'm not I'm not overly surprised. I uh, I, I had a feeling that they could continue to go shopping there, even after making some moves earlier in the week as well. Um, but it happens at the expense of Derek Tuska. My goodness, I'm struggling here. Jameer Jones, though, yeah. uh, is is a nice pickup, is a solid pickup, and I yeah. think all of a sudden we, man, from where we were a week ago, you, you got to feel much better about the depth there. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, when you talk about Jameer Jones versus a Derek Tuska, both players are good players, both players you can get out of a stadium with. I think the biggest difference for me when I'm comparing these two guys is just I think Jameer has a little bit more upside as a pass rusher. Uh, both of these dudes are consistent. Uh, they can play the run. I think they both have a certain level of physicality that comes with it. 
I like Jameer's length in terms of his body frame a little bit more than Derek. I think that Jameer is a little bit more athletic than Derek, and I think it shows up a lot more in terms of watching both of those guys rush the passer. Um, I also think that both of these guys are still good quality special teams players as well, and I think that's something that kind of gets overlooked when we're talking about that fourth Mm -hmm. outside linebacker. Mm -hmm. You're not just being the fourth outside linebacker. You're a special teamer as well. You know, and both of those dudes have made plays at the NFL level on special teams. And I think that's something to be exciting about. But for me, man, Jameer, I, I definitely like that. Um, I like how they've officially revamped that room. I mean, just think, a week ago, we were talking about who's the third rusher, Hamilcar Rashid, Derek Tuska, uh, Rondell Carter, go Dukes. Dukes. You know, was it was it uh, uh, James Vodders? You know what I mean? Was it uh, um, Tazar Skipper? Like, those type of guys. And we really weren't feeling confident. We really weren't feeling very comfortable with that. And rightfully so. It wasn't a lot of productivity from the NFL level. It wasn't a lot of um, experience at the NFL level with those particular guys in that group. So when you talk about the way it's revamped now, you make that trade for Malik Reed. Malik Reed, we talked about him on Monday show or Wednesday show, excuse me. Proven player in this league, man. Mm-hmm. Has a lot of snaps, has been in this role. It makes sense across the board financially, productivity, age, um, temperament. So when I think of, you know, them bringing back a Jameer Jones, I say, man, if we're looking at this fourth guy, and I'm asking myself, well, who would I rather have as the fourth guy? Those names I just named or a Jameer Jones. Well, I'm going to go with Jameer because if I remember correctly, a year ago we were high on Jameer coming out of the preseason because we thought that he outplayed Quincy Roche, who was the draft pick. Mm -hmm. And the debate was, man, are you going to keep the draft pick because he's the draft pick or do you stick with the younger player, or not the younger player, but the undrafted guy? And it just worked out where we were trying to play the game of, all right, we'll release one, practice squad one, and we ended up losing both of these dudes Mm -hmm. in the span of like three to four weeks. You know, Mm -hmm. this is how it goes sometimes at the NFL. Um, because obviously Quincy got claimed by the Giants, and then um, we talked about the Rams picking up um, picking up Jameer. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, I do like the fact that Jameer is going to get a second chance at this thing. Same here. Because he was very intriguing to us last year, man. And I want to see what his growth and development looks like going forward and just what else he can do from there, you know? But um, we're going to continue on with this conversation. Obviously, right, right now, like I said, we just really hyper-focused on those linebackers just in this last little bit right here. But when we come back... We'll obviously continue talking about him in terms of Jameer Jones being back and then also some of these other guys, Marcus Allen Mm -hmm. returning, what that means Mm -hmm. to the hierarchy in the inside linebacker room. But you already know what to do. You don't touch that. Dallas Arthemotes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 